Welcome to the Dear Mark Project podcast, brought to you by Bray Co. As marketing and advertising professionals, honesty and transparency need to be at the forefront for everything we do. However, with new emerging technology, creating materials that are both engaging and 100% transparent can be super tricky. The Dear Mark Project podcast produces weekly episodes on honesty and transparency as it relates to the advertising and marketing spaces. Our goal is to get Mark Zuckerberg and his social media empire to create an automatic hashtag filtered image tag that shows up on any post that uses a filter. It's a small action that we believe can create a world of a difference. Stay tuned on how you can support and enjoy the show. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, really excited to get into this. So Matt Rosenman is a health food branding expert and the founder of Cheat Day Designs. And so for this episode, it's going to be really cool because we're going to be tackling um, the branding behind health foods and maybe non-health foods. So if you ever looked at a brand that is seeming to be healthy and you actually take a look at the nutrition label and their branding it may look pretty close to a chocolate bar that you might see. So we're going to be getting into that. We're also going to be getting into buzzwords, advertising, branding. And then at the end, we're also going to be doing a rebranding segment, which you can go see on Matt's TikTok and Instagram. It is super cool. Um, So Matt, can you please go a little bit more into your background and story? Yeah, absolutely. I'll do my best to keep it brief and just what you need to know. Uh, You had mentioned Cheat Day Design. That is my company. I was doing graphic design within the fitness space for a very long time. Um, Those are my two main interests. I'm very much into health and fitness, and I very much enjoy graphic design and web design. I'm self-taught in that area. And when it came to kind of looking for jobs, I ended up wanting to do my own thing and work for myself. So I combined my two passions, designing for the fitness industry. And now more recently over the past, I'd say two to three years, my business has kind of shifted and I am mostly doing content creation now. So the things that you see me do on social media and through my website, I have a blog. All of that is how um, I'm making a living now less so the design aspect, not taking on a lot of client work, but I needed a creative outlet um, and I really enjoy doing design. So you had mentioned these uh, rebrands, which we'll get into, but I've taken to social media and I've been doing a lot of rebrands of popular food items, turning them into health foods, using different buzzwords and things, uh, tricks that companies are actually using By not lying on these labels, using 100% true facts about these foods, I'm turning them into health foods. And that's been a really fun project for me, a good creative outlet. And uh, it it obviously led me to this podcast right here. And it's led to some really cool opportunities. It started out as just something for fun and has um, gained a lot of traction because it's been educating a lot of people. So that has been really cool for me to do recently. Hopefully, people continue to be amused and uh, informed by this stuff, and uh, I can keep doing it. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's really cool that you have both that design background and the health background, because I think it's not 
a hugely talked about topic in terms of making sure that health foods are branded in an appropriate way that is being non-deceptive to users. So yeah, your background is, is so cool. Um, I'm so excited <laughs> to get into this. So the first topic, we're going to be talking about buzzwords specifically. And I really want to ask you what buzzwords are typical to see on food packaging that is trying to appear as healthy? Yeah, so there's a lot of different directions you can go. I mean, there are hundreds of different buzzwords. I think two of the biggest ones right now are gluten-free and plant-based. And obviously those are two things that can be very important to a person. For health reasons, someone might need to be gluten-free. And you know, for ethical and other reasons, people might want to be plant-based. But there are a lot of ways that products will throw those onto their labels when it really doesn't matter. Like you could be drinking flavored seltzer water and it very well might say gluten-free. And it's one of those things that like, obviously this is gluten-free. There's no reason why there would be gluten in it, but they're putting it on the label because it's one of those things that's been proven to just help the product sell because it makes it sound healthier. And the same thing with plant-based, you can quite literally go and buy a bag of just pure sugar and it can say plant-based on it just to make it sound more appealing. So I think those are two of the really big ones right now. And then there's also just the idea of protein in general, and I'm in the fitness space, so I'm around this one all the time, but just highlighting the amount of protein in a product is really big right now because so many people are focused on eating enough protein, which I'm totally on board with, but you'll see a product that's not even high in protein, but they'll highlight how many grams of protein are in their food just to make it seem like it's a better source of protein. And that's a very big one I've been seeing a lot. So I guess those are three gluten-free plant-based and then just protein in general seems to be the big ones. Okay. Yeah. And so for, I like that you brought up the high protein aspect or just showing the protein on the packaging. And you even messed me up there about uh, when you show uh, protein on a packaging that I automatically think that's going to be high in protein. And right. that's something that, you know, you're branding yourself with. Right. So it's, it's very interesting because, and we can get more into this topic, uh, but the FDA does have specific regulations. So if you're making nutrient claims, like saying a good source of protein or high in protein, there is a certain amount that you have to hit, but it's not based on calories. So if it has a certain amount of protein in it, um, it can be a good source of protein, but you know it could have a thousand calories and then not actually be a good source of protein. So it gets really tricky in that sense, um, with nutrient claims, just in general, uh, there are specific regulations on them, but it's just, it's so loose and there's always a way to work around that, that it makes it really tough to know when it comes to the specific macronutrient split, it varies based on a hundred different factors. So it, I can't really say one way or the other, what you should be looking for, cause it depends on the individual, but I always tell people that when you see something on the label, if it looks good, all you have to do is flip it over and actually look at the nutrition facts. And then you can make that decision for yourself where if they're highlighting that there's eight grams of protein on this product, flip it over and see how many calories, fat, carbs, sugar, all that is in the product. And then you could decide that for yourself that if that eight grams is actually something that's impressive and important to you or if it's not. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so when that consumer flips over that product and is actually reading the nutrition labels and taking in the branding, what are some red flag buzzwords that consumers should be on the lookout for? 
Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones, and it baffles me that there's no regulation for this, but when you see natural, any any word around that, you can see all natural, naturally flavored, whatever it is, there's no regulation on the word natural. So it is used very, very loosely. So when you see a product that is just, if it says all natural or any variation of it, a lot of people think, and I used to assume this too, that that was the same thing as organic. And they're two completely different things because to be labeled organic, there's actually a certification for that. You get that little badge to put on it. So if something's labeled organic, that means that it actually checks out versus you can put all natural on pretty much anything. Uh, it's not, there's no specific definition that the FDA sets on it. Uh, so that makes it really, really tricky. And I think one of the other ones that a lot of people are misled by is no added sugar, assuming that that's the same thing as sugar-free. And again, just like organic and all natural, those are two very different things. Uh, you can have you know, a fruit smoothie that says no added sugar, and people might think that that's a low sugar option, but if it's a fruit smoothie, it's going to have a ton of sugar. And I'm not saying that's bad because... I love fruit and I love smoothies, nothing against that, but it's going to be high in sugar just because it says no added sugar. That just means that they're not adding scoops of sugar to that smoothie, but it doesn't mean that it's sugar-free. And that's something that I see a lot of people tripped up by when they see no added sugar, thinking that they're choosing a low sugar option. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so... Also, another issue that I find is that everyone has individual goals. And that's what you kind of talked about with like the high protein stuff is that if it falls within your goals, you know, there's certain food options that may be better for you than others. And so I really want to get into when a consumer is shopping, how can they be on the lookout, lookout for food packaging to avoid buzzwords and also determine if the item is actually within their goals? Yeah. So the thing I like to remind people I feel like my message kind of gets misconstrued sometimes with the rebrands. So I like to remind people that buzzwords aren't inherently bad. Just because you see these buzzwords that I'm pointing out on a label, it doesn't mean they're trying to lie to you or mislead you. Buzzwords are obviously part of marketing. And the whole point of food packaging is to make you want to buy a product. Uh, that is when you're looking at an aisle and you have all these options, they want to try to stand out from the other ones. So any product, good or bad, is going to try to stand out from the competition, and that's where these buzzwords come from. But the only way to know for sure if a product is one that you actually want to choose is by flipping it over and looking at the ingredients and the nutrition facts. I like to tell people that it doesn't matter what the front says or what it looks like because the truth is going to be on the nutrition facts and in the ingredients. Everything you need to know will be right there. And there are going to be certain ingredients that some people might not like that other people don't care about. For example, high fructose corn syrup. That's one of the polarizing ones. Some people are really against it. Other people do not mind eating that in their diets. But if a package um, is highlighting that there's no high fructose corn syrup and that's important to you, then obviously that's going to be something that is going to draw you in. But when you look at the ingredients, you should look for the things that um, you might not want to be eating. And then if something's in it that you don't like, then you don't have to choose that product. There are so many options out there. But just because there are these buzzwords on the package doesn't mean it's something you need to avoid. As long as you're reading the nutrition facts and making those decisions based on the stuff that's important to you, you'll be fine. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I like that you brought up almost like ignoring the actual branding advertising as a package, because at the end of the day, all that matters is the actual stuff that is inside the food that you're eating. Sure. Um, and so that I think that's a perfect segue into our second um, topic here. So when, in your opinion, are food brands doing a good job at non-deceptive branding and advertising or like what are they doing well? What, what they can they be doing better of? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to throw any brands under the bus. That's not what I'm doing here, but I am in the fitness space. Like I said, there are a lot of very deceptive practices in there that, uh, that make food sound healthier because I mean, there are no shortage of buzzwords, especially surrounding protein, uh, to make something sound healthier than it is. So when it comes to things like protein bars and all of these high protein snacks that are out now, there are a lot of different things uh, to look out for, but rather than throw brands under the bus, I do have a few examples of brands that I think are doing a good job. Um, and specifically in this space, there are a few brands that I think most people have heard of at this point. And RX Bar is one of the biggest ones that um, when they decided to do their rebrand, if you've seen these protein bars, they the front of the label is simply the ingredients. So in big letters, it'll have their three or four ingredients that are in the bar and nothing else. It'll show the protein content and then whatever those three ingredients are. And that's all that they put on the label, even though other things about the bars are true, like gluten-free and other things, their label is just the ingredients. And I love that approach because that's exactly what I'm preaching here is to just look at what's in the bar and decide if it's something you want to eat. And they're putting that front and center and not trying to be deceptive, which I really, really love. And uh, another brand that I'm sure most people have seen is Kashi. Uh, they do a lot of different foods, but cereal specifically is one of their big ones. And it's a health food cereal and it's not pretending to be something it's not. Most of their products, they list the amount of fiber and protein and whole grains in the product. Uh, they're organic, so they'll say organic, but they're not doing anything deceptive. They're not trying to fool you into thinking it's some different product. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a healthy cereal and they lay it all out there. Um, and I think those are two that, I mean, there are a ton of different examples, but I think those are two of my favorites of brands that are doing it well. Yeah. Oh, I love that you brought up RX Bar. That's like one of my favorite, um, I call them like the treat bar that I'll have. Yeah. Um, because even like when I first saw the packaging, um, and the, yeah, you're right. They just had like the ingredients on there. And I thought to myself, because of all the deceptive advertising and branding out there from other brands, my immediate thought was not, oh, this is, you know, very few ingredients is going to be very healthy. My thought was, all right, but like what else is in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. And so also something that you bring up um, in your rebranding segments is certain FDA regulations. And so I really want to talk to you, what can brands put on their packaging and what does the FDA actually prevent them from putting on their packaging? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of buzzwords that the FDA doesn't have a definition of. We talked about natural being one of them. Uh, there's a lot of other words that have no actual definition that it's one of those things that when I do these rebrands, I like to use these examples of words that have no actual meaning because you could use them on anything. And a few of those, there's artisan or artisanal, no actual definition. 
you could say wholesome. You can call something a superfood, which does not have an actual definition. And most people have no idea what that is. They just associate it with healthy uh, things like farm fresh, you can say. And there are more examples, but there are a lot of words like that that mean virtually nothing and can be used very, very loosely. Um, the FDA is always updating their guidelines, so hopefully that changes. And especially with the natural thing, I, I, that's one of the things that uh, if I had any pull in the industry, like I would, I would want that before anything else. Um, but on the flip side, there are regulations, and we talked about it a little bit, but nutrient claims are the one thing that's very closely regulated. So, for example, you can't just say that something's low-fat because you think it's low-fat. There's a specific definition for that under the FDA, and that applies to uh, stuff like low cholesterol. If something's light or low-calorie, it has to adhere to certain guidelines, and like anything, there are ways around it. Uh, if instead of saying something's low calorie, for example, what some brands will do is say fewer calories than insert product here. So like with candy bars, for example, they can say 50% fewer calories than whatever bar. And that could be true. It doesn't make it a low calorie option. It just means it's lower calorie than another option. So even though there are these regulations in place, there are ways to work around it. And uh, I think one buzzword that a lot of people probably have no idea is being regulated is the word healthy. And the FDA actually has a set of criteria that a product has to hit to use the word healthy on packaging. So that's one of the reasons why you won't see you know, a cereal that's branded to look like a healthy option, they can't just flat out call it healthy cereal, which I think is a great thing. There are a lot of things that the FDA does or doesn't do that uh, I may poke fun at, but that's one of the things that I'm very happy they do because that could be very dangerous, just throwing the word healthy around. And again, there are obviously workarounds for that, but for the most part, uh, I'm very glad that they regulate that. So between that and nutrient claims in general, there are regulations in place that are actually enforced, but there are loopholes to everything. For sure. Yeah, and I'm so happy just along, along with you about that the word healthy is um, being regulated because I think that, you know, it was a couple years back and actually I want to ask the question, when did they actually put that uh, regulation for the word healthy in place? That I don't know. That's definitely one of the newer ones, but I don't know exactly when they update their guidelines pretty regularly. Um, so I could certainly check, but I, I don't know exactly when that went into place, but definitely in recent years. Yeah, because I, I was about to say that, um, you know, I think it was like 10 years ago, or maybe like 15 years ago, that I remember walking down the aisle with my mom and picking out the cereal that I really liked. And I remember, I think it was like Captain Crunch or, you know, one of these sugary cereals that said the word healthy on it. And I took the brand and said, hey, mom, like, this is a healthy brand. Like, it's really good. And my mom was like, um, I know, I think we need to put it back. So yeah, I'm so happy that they're regulating that word healthy. Um, and so... I, I'm so excited for this segment about doing rebranding. And so we've really talked about, you know, the FDA regulations and what you personally like to see on the, the RX bar. And so can you please get into um, your rebranding re segment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll give a little bit of background for anyone that 
has absolutely no idea what we're talking about here, hasn't seen any of the videos. Basically, what I'm doing through social media is I'm taking a product that people know and love, say Reese's or Coca-Cola, any food product, and I am rebranding it, redesigning the label, using buzzwords to make it seem like a health food option. And what I do is I take things that are 100% true about the product and just highlight them and obviously leave out the stuff that's less appealing, but just to showcase how easy it is to frame something as a healthier option to make consumers want to buy it without actually lying. And obviously some of it ends up being a bit misleading and something I try to do through social media too is give real life examples of brands that have done this because in a lot of cases it does end up Uh, leading to lawsuits because they are misleading. Even though they're working within the FDA regulations, there is often backlash uh, against these brands doing stuff like this, which I think is great, but that doesn't mean that they can't do it. And a lot of times with these big name brands, uh, a lawsuit is nothing for them. So when you weigh it against how much they actually make off these products, uh, it ends up working out for them. But What I like to do is just highlight how easy it is to frame something as a health food. So I have an example here of something I put together. And obviously a big part of these rebrands is the visual component, which we don't have here. Uh, And there are, because of my design background, there are things that I can do when designing the label to make things seem a little bit healthier. When it comes to colors and graphics and things like that, there are tricks you could do And one very basic example is when you're highlighting that something's plant-based, for example, going with a lot of earth tones and using greenery and stuff like that just to invoke that feeling of it being a healthy, natural product is one of them. So we obviously can't do that here, but I can run through um, some ideas I have for a rebrand of M&Ms if you want to go through that now. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. All right. So this is the exact process when I do these videos and you could check them out on social media. Uh, They will be all over my profiles, but um, this is the exact process I go through. I look at the nutrition facts and the ingredients and based on my experience, pull out the things that stand out to me as quote unquote healthy that I can highlight. So everyone's familiar with M&Ms. I'm going to look at the sharing sides, which is basically the big bag of M&Ms, because when you have a bigger bag, it ends up being a smaller serving size. So for example, if you had just a regular bag of M&Ms, you'd be looking at eating a full bag in most cases. But if you have the big sharing size bag, the servings are a little bit smaller. So in this case, each serving in that shareable bag is 140 calories. So that's something I would highlight right on the front, because when you see M&Ms and about 100 calories, it's going to make it seem like it's a lower calorie option. So I'm going to highlight that right on there. And then there are a bunch of call outs that I can do. These are some of my favorites. Uh, No trans fat is a very big one. It seems like just as a community, we used to be very anti-saturated fat, and now we're very anti-trans fat. And I won't get into the nuances of that, whether we should or shouldn't be, but It is something that a lot of consumers see and gravitate towards. So we will say no trans fat. And then two other big ones are low sodium and low cholesterol, both true of M&Ms that we can also put right on the packaging. And 
Two other big ones, M&M's use natural flavors. And that simply means that natural flavor is one of the ingredients on the ingredients list. It doesn't necessarily mean that the product is all natural. They obviously are using colors in their products to get that candy coating. But you can say with natural flavors on there. And for most people, when they see that, they're just going to see natural and gravitate towards it as if it was an all-natural product without thinking about it. It's going to seem like it's all-natural, and we're not lying when we say with natural flavors. So that's something I would put on there as well. And then, obviously, gluten-free. And if, for whatever reason, a product can't put gluten-free, a lot of times a product will put no gluten ingredients. Uh, to say gluten-free, you need to um, get... I don't know if certification is the right word, but you need to be qualified to say gluten-free on a package. So if you don't have that for whatever reason, maybe it's the facility and cross-contamination, you could say no gluten ingredients, and that is safe to put on there. And then that pretty much would be, I don't want to go crazy with buzzwords because you still kind of need to make it seem like a nice-looking package, so it can't be all words. But then the last thing is coming up with a name for the product. If it was something like M&M's and they wanted to release a new, healthier version, we wouldn't just call it M&M's. You would want to think of something different. So I always like to try to find some healthy sounding word that doesn't mean anything. So in this case, uh, something that I thought of was just calling these vital drops because vital or vitality, it makes it feel like something healthy when it actually doesn't mean anything. Uh, So I would just call these vital drops and then go with all those buzzwords and we would have our healthy version of M&Ms. Oh my gosh, that is insane. All right, (laughs) so what you're saying is that when I'm craving M&Ms, I'm just going to tell my husband that I'm getting vital drops. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That is crazy though, that you can, you know, take, and I'm I'm not hating on M&Ms, again, I absolutely love them, but you can take something that is definitely considered a treat and you can make it into something that seems very healthy and on par with your health goals. Um, And maybe it's, you know, rather than having a piece of fruit, you're going to go towards those M&Ms just because of that branding. And, you know, M&Ms doesn't do that, but there are a lot of products that do. So I'm so happy that you were able to, you know, share all these expertise that you have um, and just make consumers a lot more aware um, when they're in the grocery aisle. So again, thank you so much for being on this podcast. And can you please tell the audience where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. And this was a lot of fun. I love doing this. So thank you. Um, I am on pretty much every social media there is. Uh, Cheat Day Design is my business name. So my website, cheatdaydesign.com. And that is also my Instagram handle. That is where I'm most active. I like the community aspect of Instagram, but I am also on TikTok. And that is where most of these rebrand videos live. So if this is something specifically that you're interested in seeing, you can find me on TikTok. It's just my name, Matt Rosenman, but they have a great search feature. So if you search health food rebrands, I will probably pop right up so you can find me there. Definitely. And we will have all those links in the description below. And please go check out his rebranding because it is (laughs) super cool. And so again, thank you so much, Matt. This is awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. To learn more about how to make social media a more honest and empowering place to be, follow us on Instagram at the Dear Mark Project and visit our website, dearmark.co. 
Stay tuned every week for a new episode. Thanks again for tuning in.